Welcome to the Larry Kreider's Leadership Podcast. Larry is the author of over 40 books, the founder of Dove International, a worldwide family of churches and ministries in six continents, and has over 50 years of leadership experience. He and his guests will share inspirational leadership insights from their journey with God. These insights, gleaned from serving leaders in many nations, will transform your life and leadership. For more information on Larry's books and resources, visit LarryKreider.com. Larry Kreider here with the Larry Kreider Leadership Podcast. With me today is Merle Shank. Great hey. to have you, Merle. Hey, it's so good to be here with you, Larry. And man, we uh, we have an exciting topic today. We do, a very important topic. Yeah. And you've got some questions I heard from me. I do. So I guess in this in this episode, I get to interview you. Wow, this so, sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah, Larry, you, you've seen so many leaders around the world. You've had so many discussions right. and have contributed so much to the body of Christ. And today we're going to be talking about um, how to overcome burnout, right. how to overcome disappointment and that, those kind of things, which so often can derail leaders. And that's so true. Talk to us about that, Larry. Just, you know, how does the enemy derail the yeah. people who are called, anointed, placed by God? Yeah. Yeah. Talk well, to I us mean, about that. I mean, really, Merle, I understand burnout. Big time because I went through that. I was a senior pastor for you know 15 years, and I went through a season of burnout. I mean, I went on a sabbatical for like a five month sabbatical. It took me about three or four weeks just to really feel like myself. You know, just a, wow. It, it was a really hard time, yeah. and I learned so much through that time. And really, had a lot of it had to do with disappointment. Had to do with unmet expectations. Things people were not responding the way I thought they would, and I was not in some cases responding the way I thought I would. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you went yeah. through these unmet expectations, burnout, and I see it all over the body of Christ. But I'm really one thing I'm glad about is what I learned through that time has helped people all over the world as yeah. we've sat and talked. Most people go through this kind of thing sometime. Wow. Yeah, I know that I personally also walked through a season of, of burnout right. just, and learned some things from that that have uh, impacted my life, you know, moving yeah. forward. But let's talk about some of the things that you've learned. Sure. Uh, what What are some, why, how does someone who's called, anointed yeah, by God, yeah. placed in, in a role by God, you know, how do they wind up being, you know, derailed or wow. just emotionally deflated, yep, gotcha. physically deflated, all of those things? Many, there's many reasons for this to happen, but I find the main reason, my, this is what I've seen with leaders in my life, leaders that I've mentored, leaders I've talked to as I've, you know, ministered in conferences, whatever, the main reason usually has to do with dealing with personal disappointment, dealing with unmet expectations. And the enemy uses that to open the door for us really be destroyed. You know, Jesus said, well, I've come, you might have life yeah. abundantly. But then before that, he says, the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy, John 10, 10. And I've seen, seen so many people destroyed, their vision destroyed, their mm. destiny destroyed. And, and it really starts with this one small thing. I call it, Merle, I call it the 12 D's of the devil. The 12 D's of the and devil. And let me tell you where I got it. Yeah. I, I was in Atlanta, Georgia, and I was speaking at a conference probably 25 years ago. And a friend of mine who is from Brazil was there speaking at the conference also. So I'm sitting in this auditorium listening to him. And he says, I've learned that there are these D's of the devil. We had seven, I think, if I remember right. He said, things that happen starts with unmet expectations and disappointment. And I'm glued to my seat because I was going through some of that stuff myself mm. at the same time. You yeah, know that is. And all of us, I realized there are these subtle steps the enemy tries to take us through, and it starts with disappointment, 
And with these steps, and I found 12, by the way, there's probably yeah. 20, but I found 12, <laughs> and they kind of play off of one another. Yeah. And if we can understand this, we can find freedom. And since I understood this, I found freedom now. I've been walking in freedom for years now from this. Wow. But it all came back to understanding these basic biblical concepts. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that just goes to show, you know, God has a will for us as well. Yes. But the enemy also has a will to try and derail that is right. God's purposes that for our right. lives. And Hebrews twelve fifteen says, looking carefully, yes. lest anyone fall short of the yeah. grace of God, lest right. any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. Let's talk about that. Yeah. I mean, really, all that we're talking about now in this podcast really comes back to that scripture. Mm. really does. And let's look at Let's just look at each part of that scripture. It's so important to understand. It says, looking carefully, let's say one falls short of the grace of God. You know, God's grace is the free unmerited favor of God. Right. So if we fall short of God's grace, it happens through unforgiveness. It happens when mm. hope deferred makes the heart sick, Proverbs says. Yeah. And we have a hope that something's going to happen, and it doesn't happen. And yeah. I've seen leaders of all walks of life and whether it's business or family or church or whatever, fall for this trap. And something happens and we fall short of God's grace. And what happens is the next part of the verse says, lest any root of bitterness springs up. And what the devil mm-hmm. does has this little root of bitterness. So if you were to do something to me, I wouldn't expect. And, for, and this is the way it would apply here, mm-hmm. here for us. Yeah. Yeah. You do something to me or say something or respond in a way I wouldn't expect. The first response, obviously we have clear communication, but the response inside is I need to immediately forgive and receive grace from God. Yeah. Say, Lord, we're going to walk through this together and I will not allow any root of bitterness to spring up because that root of bitterness will grow and grow and grow and grow. I remember on the family farm when I grew up, yeah. we had red root trees where they were red, where they became trees. They were red roots. They were little weeds in the ground. You pull them right out, but they would grow and grow. I remember needing a farm tractor to pull them out. They were like a tree in the ground. Wow. Eventually. Wow. And that's what happens. And there's these steps the devil takes us through. It's like the proverbial frog, you know, in the water and yeah. starts to boil. It doesn't know he's getting boiled because it's a yeah. horrible example. But really, <laughs> that's kind of what happens. And many people think, well, my problem is this or this or this. And often it's back to unmet expectations. The first D of the devil is disappointment. Yeah, I was going to say, let's jump into that. Yeah. Like, what, So disappointment. Talk to me about that, Larry. Well, What's... which again is it could be disappointed with God, it could be disappointed with myself, a decision I make. I think, why was I so stupid? You know, it could be disappointed because I think someone else is going to respond a certain way or or right. they say something that's not true or lie about it or whatever. Yeah. But I'm disappointed. And I find that especially in the church and with church leadership, because mm-hmm. there's all kind of opportunity for disappointment. Right. Because right. people respond differently than we have expected. Now, yeah. if I go back right away, I understand, I'll go back to the Lord, receive the grace of God, forgive them in Jesus' name. Again, Forgiveness does not mean what they did was right. What they did was mm. probably wrong. Mm. But we're forgiving, and maybe we have to take some time to grieve that, for, you know, grieve that, whether it's a loss of relationship or whatever happened, we may have to grieve that. Yeah. But we receive grace from God so we can go on and trust Him because He's come that we might have life. And that's what yeah. this whole thing's about. So, and I think, so unmet expectations and disappointment, that's, I mean, if you see that in the Garden of, in the Garden of Eden. Exactly. You know, that's the, the enemy comes yes. and just starts to sow yes. discord. Yes you know, into Eve's heart and yeah. just so, you know, disappointed. 
disappointment, yeah. unmet expectations. You know, God isn't that way. God, you know, right. God is holding out on you, yeah. that kind of thing. Okay. And what happened? The whole yeah. human race was defiled. Right. Because of what happened in the garden with Adam and Eve. And yeah. that's what happened. That, in the end of that verse that we just read, Hebrews 12 and 15 says, by this, many become defiled. So mm-hmm. if there's bitterness, it's not dealt with. We don't forget. And again, we forgive. If we don't forgive others, God can't forgive us. And we see that, you know, in the scriptures in Matthew 6. And yeah. so when we forgive and receive the grace of God, we can go back and fulfill the purpose of God for our lives. Otherwise, we end up going down this whole list to the next days of the devil. Yeah, and I think so, uh, you know, as, as we're going through this to our listeners here, right. I just want to encourage you, like, if you recognize any of these things, go back to a scenario that happened yes. to you or whatever and say, am I disappointed by something? Yes. Yeah. Am I, you know, so many times we have, you know, the enemy likes to work with internal stories, you right, know, right, and, right. Go, you know, kind of leads us on in this rabbit trail right. of internal right. stories that we right. wind up believing something eventually yep. that just isn't true about somebody else or about God exactly. or even about ourselves. Exactly. And, you know, when, you know, as we're going through this, just be cognizant of just going back to say, hey, is there anything that I was disappointed about? Is there anything that I expected that didn't happen? You know, those unmet expectations. So what happens, we're going to go through this whole list quickly, and we can be at another step and forget about the disappointment. Right. All disappointments, Merle, come from unmet expectations. We expect someone respond a certain way, we'll respond a certain way, our leadership above us or over us and the Lord respond a certain way, and they don't, and we get disappointed. I've talked to leaders throughout the body of Christ, and I found when you really drill down, they think they're dealing with something else. They well, I'm dealing with depression or whatever, and I'm not saying there's not a place where God heals that, of course, but it often goes back to disappointment. Wow, so simple, so clear, it's so, so true. foundational. So true. The next D of the devil is discontentment. Yeah, grass looks greener on the other side of the fence, <laughs> it really is like, why am I doing this? Why do I didn't sign up for this? You know, all because the other side of the fence waters it more and puts <laughs> more fertilizer exactly right. on, right? Exactly. We start to get negative, mm-hmm. you know, and we stop seeing anything positive in our lives, and none of our lives, but the lives of others. And when that happens, we stop trusting people. Wow. And it's yeah. kind of, we got to get in our own little shower, our own little hole. And, you know, it's the second day of the devil, discontentment. And, and again, as all the other 12, all we've got to do is go back and say, Lord, is there some place I'm disappointed? Is there somebody who disappointed me? And when we, God shows us who that is or what that is, yeah. then we simply receive forgiveness, receive the grace of God, we forgive, yeah. and we're, we're back in, in freedom so we can live the life God has called us to live. Yeah, and we're going to talk more about forgiveness here at the end yeah. because that's really what it takes to dismantle really a lot of these things that exactly. get built up in our life. And I, I just got to tell you, Larry, you know, there's there's times I'm, I look through these, and I've heard you preach this message. Message, For sure. You know, a bunch of times, but like it's so relevant every single yes. time, you know, and I think that it's relevant to us as human beings, you know, yeah. in the earth. I, I think this is something that is so universal in our experience yeah. as people. Now, a few you know. minutes ago, we talked about getting defiled because we, you see in, in uh, Hebrews 12 talks about it, right. men become defiled mm-hmm. and mentioned because of Adam and even the garden. But, you know, let's just bring that down to today. Defilement, in other words, getting really messed up. If defilement happens in churches and families, whole families can get defiled because if someone disappointed us, we gossip about them, yeah. and we have grace from God to deal with this. They don't. 
It's a mm. borrowed offense to them. Yeah, secondhand offense, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then what happens is they become defiled. And I've seen whole churches split over stupid things. Right. Just stupid <laughs> things. Families yeah. split over crazy things. Yeah. But it really comes down to this defilement that happens yeah. because of disappointment. Somebody yeah. said something, did something that just didn't connect with us, and we're disappointed. And then we end up going to the second step, which is obviously we get discontent then. Yeah, and that's it's really tragic. I mean, I, I you were laughing there. We're, we're kind of making light like... It, you know, churches split over terrible things, but really, you know, this is this is one of the strategy of the, strategies of the enemy that it keeps is. the kingdom of God from expanding exactly. around the world. And so we we're called to not be novices of the enemy. You know, we're exactly. called to not you know to understand yeah. his his ways and so that we can uh, overcome them and defeat. We them. often excuse it. We say, well, it's a theological difference, and sometimes it is, but right. often it's just a disappointment. I can't tell you how many people I've sat with, and when we got to the bottom of it, they were disappointed. Something happened, got the wind knocked out of them, and that's where it all started. Wow. Yeah. Let's go on to number three. Discouragement. Discouragement. That's the next thing happens. You wake up, and you just dread the day. You're just discouraged. Mm. Uh, you think, is life really worth it? Is this ministry or business or family or whatever really worth it? You feel like staying in bed, pull the cover <laughs> over your head. I mean, it's really the third, what I would call the right. day of the devil. And again, you go right back and forgive, go back in number one. But if you don't, this thing goes on and on and on and on. Yeah, and discouragement really is taking courage away from you, That's right? That's right. Discourage, exactly. Discourage, right. Like where exactly. encourage means to fill you with courage. That's discourage right. means it's taking courage away from you. That's so, exactly right. You know, uh, unmet expectations and then, you know, just kind of disillusionment of, of to where, right, right. where things are and, and getting discontent. And the next thing you know, you're in this place where you have no courage right. to face the mountains in front. Right. Of you. you have no right. courage to go on exactly. to the next steps and what God is asking yeah. you to do. And that's why, you know, God told Joshua, he said, if I command you, be strong, be courageous, you know. Right. And we're, we're called a walking courage. God gives us courage, but discouragement comes. And often it's back to the unmet expectation, you know, these these deeds of the devil that are so real to so many people. Yeah. And so we wind up losing our zeal. We, we lose do. our passion. We do. We lose we do. vision. We yeah. lose trust for other people yep. in that place, you know, where just you don't think uh, you, you almost expect people right. to fail you exactly you know, at that point. And you know, Merle, if we don't deal with it right, and we can stop it right there. I and mean, we can, anytime we can stop this, say, Lord, I receive grace from you. I don't understand what happened. I forgive that person. I forgive myself. Yeah. And, and you know, I forgive those leaders or whatever. And I receive grace from you. And we can do that and get free and move on for fulfilled destiny. If we don't, we end up getting into doubt. Yeah. That's getting cynical. That's the fourth day of the devil. That's right. getting cynical. You're kind of questioning everything. And if it's not, sometimes I'm even, when I've gone through that, I was shocked at the doubt I was having. It's like, I don't believe I'm thinking these these things. Yeah, I really. I, I totally understand that. I, I have encountered that same thing. Yeah, been there too, Larry. Just where, like, oh my goodness, like, what am I even thinking? Like, what? Exactly. You know, like, and, and it's not that you believe your doubts, but right. the fact that, you know, sometimes you can be shocked that you're having those questions exactly. come up. Like, what what is going on yeah, in I, a, in her life? Right? I have often called it coming into the danger zone spiritually. It really, really is. Yeah. Once you get cynical, that's a scary place to be. Yeah, you know, that brings such instability in our lives and the lives of those around us. And you know, think what happens is things that were really settled in our lives spiritually, mm -hmm. you know, leadership principles, whatever. All at once, they're no longer settled. Right. But, but again, when you go back to the beginning. It has to do with unmet expectations. It has to do with disappointments right. that we that we face. You know, there's so many people that I've seen uh, just in uh, the the short years of ministry I've been yeah. uh, working with the Lord. 
uh, in ministry, so many people who have gotten to this place yeah. of just cynicism and starting to question everything. Right. And it really, you know, they, somebody, it goes back to somebody disappointed them, yeah. you know, and, and it's interesting, you know, the jump that that makes for someone to have an encounter with a person yes. become disappointed. Yes. And now, you know, on the tail end of that, yeah. Be questioning their entire theology. Be questioning, you know, be questioning their their entire faith with the Lord because of the interaction they had with a person. Yeah, you know, and and that's it, it's grievous. I it mean, is. it's it's it it's something that is uh, really troubling in our generation today. You know, as you hear different leaders falling out right, there, exactly, and, or giving up their faith. You uh-huh. know, having deconversion experiences. Yeah. In almost that they every talk case. About. Almost yeah. every case, but in those situations you're talking yeah. about, if you were able to sit down with them and go back in their lives and see what happened, you'd find there's somewhere there's a disappointment. Somebody disappointed them. Yeah. Or they're disappointing themselves, they're disappointing God. Right. They're believing a certain thing, it didn't happen the way they thought, because right. God is God and He can yeah. do whatever He wants. <laughs> yeah. You know? and, and but what this does, this whole doubt thing, what it does, it sets us up for the next day of the devil. And that's that is disbelief. I and mean, that's oh. that's I call that the final form of doubt. And that right. gets you to a really, really scary place. You wow. have really trouble believing anybody. Um, some people yeah. in this stage have st- trouble believing the scriptures. Mm-hmm. They have a trouble believing those who represent God to them. Uh, and, you know, many cults, you go back to, the, to many cults, or like Mormons or whatever, mm-hmm. you'll find many of these people were Christians. And somehow they had an unmet expectation, they had a disappointment, and opened the door, the door was opened in their own hearts right. to this whole thing of disbelief. Yeah. And it started with the unmet expectation. And yeah. millions of people were affected by that. It's amazing. Yeah. And Hebrews 3.12 says, beware, yeah. brother. So th- like th- this is something, you know, less an evil a heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Right. This is something we need to be aware of. So that means to actively defend against. Yes. And yes. actively look for, yes. you know, almost like a soldier standing on a rampart or standing on the wall, actively watching for the enemy, yeah. you know, is this whole thing of disbelief. Like, yeah. where, what are you not believing that God's word says is true? I mean, it could right. just simply be the goodness of God. Sure. You know, where God says he is good and he makes his goodness come right. to those who follow him. So, yeah, I think yeah, and the this is the good news, really again, is we get to that place in life where we can go back and receive the grace of God and forgive and go on and fulfill the call of God in our lives, let right. God take care of what happened, or yeah. we'll just continue down this road. And the devil's laid this trap for us, laid yeah. this road out for us, this path for us, and we'll simply go down these deeds of the devil. I mean, yeah. it's just reality. And of course, the next one ends yeah. up being disillusioned. We get really disillusioned, Merle, mm-hmm. and feel totally out of sync. We lose the vision we've had. I mean, it's a really, really dark time. And usually this is where we want to quit. Because I remember when I went through some real burnout, when I got to this place in my life, I just got to the place where I just want to quit. I, I still want to, in, in my case, it was Christian leadership. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to just to quit, go back and doing something else. And praise God, he rescued me, gave me revelation, showed me how much he loved me. Yeah. You know, in the midst of all that, I was, and was able to receive the grace of God and be free. Yeah. But that's what happens in that time of disillusionment. Well, I think, you know, part of this disillusionment, some of what you, you describe here, you know, feeling out of sync, feeling no vision, feeling like you're in a dark hole, yeah, it almost yeah. sounds a lot 
like depression. It I is. mean, just in that place. And, it and, does. And different people deal with that differently, I think. Yeah. I think different leaders, were yeah. based on their bent or their wiring, how God made them. True. You know, some go into full-grade burnout, you know, where they're just like, they want to give up everything, change careers, change jobs, right. give up on their church, give up on their family, give up on yeah. whatever ministry or business that they're walking in right. and do a total shift. But then others kind of just resign themselves to like a low-grade burnout yeah. where there's just no life, there's no joy. They just yeah. kind of get up and do a daily yeah. grind. Yeah, and lose their vision. Lose vision, yeah. yeah. And, and at that exactly. point, they can also wind up getting caught yeah. in other snares of the enemy, yeah. you know, uh, such as like pornography or, right. or something else where they're, you know, they're entertaining themselves elsewhere because right. they, they have lost vision and lost exactly. a sense of life and purpose yeah. in what it is they're doing. Yeah. David, you know, in Psalms 31 said this, and, and he explains what it feels like when you're at this place. He said, I'm forgotten like a dead man, out of mind. I'm like a broken vessel. So David in the scriptures really mm. was feeling this whole same thing. Right. And again, when you lose your vision, you feel like you're in the dark hole that you already talked about. And that opens the door to number seven. Right. What is number seven? Where's number seven is deception. Mm. And the, the, the thing about deception is when you're, when you're deceived, you don't know you're deceived. That's right. the whole deal with deception. And Galatians 6, 7 says, do not be deceived. You know, yeah. God's not walk whatever man sows who also read. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and the essence of it, again, is it usually starts with unmet expectations, somewhere in our lives, perhaps years back, but we get to a place where we really are deceived and we're making decisions we never would have made a year ago, two years ago, three years ago yeah. because we're walking in deception yeah. and we simply don't know. Now, it's not the end of the road. I mean, mm -hmm. there's still five more stages to right. go. It's not the end of the road, but it's a really dark place. Well, and a lot of times in this place of deception, I think people wind up making choices yes. that... You know, where before it was like an internal battle, the dis, you know, the kind of the, yeah. the disappointment, the disillusionment, all, all of that. Yeah. But now when people are deceived and they come to this place, yeah. they start to make choices that affect other people. It's no exactly. longer just internally. It's no longer just affecting themselves. Right. But they wind up making choices, like you say, that doing things they would have never done a year ago right. or two years ago. Yeah, they not only deceive themselves, they begin to deceive other people because you get other people on the same road with them. And that's right. other people become defiled back to the scripture we right. started in the beginning, you know, right. Hebrews chapter 12. And yeah. so that's why it's such a scary thing. It's not the end of the road. And we, yeah. Again, you can go back anytime and yeah. receive grace, yeah. but it's a really scary place to be. Yeah, and well, and even here at this step, when, when they're making decisions that affect other people, some of that is hard to undo. That's, you know? that's right. So it, it, in the yeah. sense of coming back to the Lord and repentance, you know, that's very easy. Yeah. But now, you know, that defilement, right. there's, you, you know, going and repenting, say, hey, I was wrong, you know, right. and, and the start to how, uh, how that affects other people is really important. And I think there's also a place in here of um, in deception, kind of the tail end of deception, right. which is delusion. That's right. Where people know that yeah. they're wrong or they know that it's not right. But they choose it anyway, yeah. And because of whatever it feels like, because yeah. of whatever you know, whatever kind of gratification they're getting out of it, whether you know that's a personal gratification or just yeah. um, to their reasoning of the world, to their current yeah. reasoning, their frame of mind, just you know, yeah. gratifying that sense of depression and that yeah. you know God has left me or He's not true yeah. or He's not good or you know anything like that. And I think you know that's a very scary. Yeah. It's very sad. Mm. 
uh, place to be, but it's easy to get there. It is. If we hold our hearts on, yeah. you know, if, we're, if, we, if we don't check our hearts through some of these steps. Remember, we live in this spiritual world, and so often we just live in the natural, and we forget about the spiritual world we live in. Yeah. And there's the angels and God and, you know, and the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit and Jesus, and, and then there's the devil and all the demons. And, right. and, and Jesus was so clear, John 10, 10. We keep yeah. bringing that up. We keep going back at right. that. Yeah. The devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Right. And so kill visions, you know, steal families and destroy families and mm-hmm. destroy churches and on and on. But then, but Jesus came to give us life. And so he gives us life and that's where we got to reach out and receive the grace of God. Right. Have the life yeah. of God. Yeah. And any, I mean, it's, it, it is simple. It's really simple. Yeah. Just coming back to the Lord yeah. in these places and simple repentance. Yeah. Simple coming back, you know, to Jesus. If we come back, we find freedom. If we do not come back, we end up going to number eight, disobedience. Yeah. And then we're really getting to a bad place. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we read read from Hebrews 12 about bitterness. And often disobedience is expressed through bitterness many, many times. And when we get into, you know, this area of our lives, when we're bitter, we experience both the sin of omission, sin of commission. You know, we're just bitter. We're just mad. And it all, you know, and we're not like, often not like that at all. Right. But, you know, I've seen people, the most godly people that love God, the full of the spirit, obeying God, and they end up having bitterness in the heart. And I thought, how did you get to this place in your life? Yeah. And we walk in disobedience to God. But it went back to that disappointment. Yeah. And so many times it feels like people can get stuck there. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, we have that, you, the image in society of the old bitter man, you know, yeah, like right. just, and, and people will, will get stuck there. Then the devil is happy right. for people to be stuck there. Of course. But Jesus has come to bring life yes. and life exactly. more abundantly. Exactly. And so if you recognize the fruit of disobedience or the fruit of deception yeah. or, you know, these, those yeah. things, disappointment, there's, you know, Jesus has come to bring life and that right. life can break those chains, yeah. you know. And I think we yeah. live in a society, Larry, that tells us to doubt everything, yeah. you know. I mean, that's that's on our universities. That's true. You know, that's, that's the kind of catchphrase that's out there. Just yeah. doubt everything, you know. And and, and the, the amazing thing is the reasoning behind that is to try and find truth. Yeah. You know, if you doubt everything, yeah, right. you finally, you know, you'll get someplace that you can't have doubt in, in, in something. What a and deception that, that is. Yeah. And, and really, yeah. it's just an endless cycle. Yeah, exactly. People get caught in an endless cycle of just yeah. doubting everything, coming to a place of deception, and then choosing out of that deception disobedience. Exactly. The, nec- the next thing is discord. The it next is. D- That's why there's people problems. You know, yeah. often, and again, it goes back to the unmet expectation. And there'll be major people issues, relationship issues, broken relationships, whether it's family, whether it's church, mm. whether it's business, whether it's extended family, whether it's friendships, you know, and the Bible's so clear about this in Romans 16, 17. Watch out for those who cause divisions and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine you've been taught. You've been taught. Avoid them. And God hates division. Right. You know, he's, he's a God of unity and blessing. You know, he commands blessing when people dwell in unity. And I've seen in, in ministries throughout the world, I've seen in churches, seen in businesses and families, this happened again and again. There's discord, but it usually goes back to some kind of unmet expectation in the beginning, Merle. That's yeah. where it all starts. Yeah. And so this discord is the the breaking down of relationships and, yeah. and the destroy yeah. the destruction of relationships and marriage yep. and yep. homes. I think between leaders and, and we've seen that you know all around the world. Um, and it's interesting that the Bible here that Paul in Romans here 
says, watch out for those who cause division yes. and create obstacles contrary to the right. doctrine you have been taught. Right. Avoid them. Yeah. And so there's this place where it is so destructive that so many times people want to try and, well, I want to befriend them. I want yeah. to be, right. you know, I, they, they treat them as we are called to treat the world. Right. You know, those who are unbelievers. Right. Where Paul says, listen, you know, um, I forget which scripture it talks about, but like not having anything to do with a sinning, uh, with someone who is in deception and living in sin. And where um, he says, like, I'm not talking about those who are in the world. Right. Like right. we're called to live right. with them. We're called to reach exactly. out to them. We're called to invite them in and right. be friendly to them and right. be friends to them. But those like here in, in Romans 16, verse 17, where it says those who cause divisions. Right have nothing to do with them yeah and that's that's really a scary place God hates division I know I know there's when I was a pastor many years ago I know there's a man who's very divisive and I just thought man how do I deal with this so finally I sat down with him and said brother I want you to know this these things you're saying I told him exactly what they were I was very clear with it these things you're saying these are divisive you're dividing the church you're dividing Mm -hmm. the body of Christ and he looked at me and said I had no idea I had no idea. He became wow. a very dear friend. Wow. So I think we need to confront those things in love, mm-hmm. obviously. But when someone is, says they're just going to continue to be divisive, we need to work with people who want to walk in unity. That yeah. way we'll get the commanded blessing of God. Yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, I have noticed already that Hollywood movies so often, Merle, have stories right. of this division between families, fathers and sons, fathers and daughters, mm-hmm. father issues, whatever. And I realize why that is the case. It's because the writers of the scripts for the movies are having those kind of issues with their fathers and their families, <laughs> yeah. the same issues. Mm. And so that, that's why we need to run from that and running back to Jesus, running back to the grace of God, yeah. running back to forgiveness. Well, I think, you know, that really strikes a chord in society yeah. because it's so widespread. Right. The enemy has had his way for so long in so many people's lives, whether they're believers or not, right. you know, in these areas. And so I think, I you know, this is so important. And this is really, I mean, we're talking about it, we're bantering back and forth here, and it's really, you know, uh, but it really is heavy stuff. I mean, it this is. is the stuff that yeah. really derails leaders. It does. It, Im- it, does. it impedes the will of God mm. in people's hearts, in yeah. families' hearts, you know. Yeah. And so uh, this is really good to jump into and, and just kind of walk through. The next D of the devil is dysfunction. It is. Three to go here. Yeah. 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 Well, dysfunction in our personal lives, in our marriages, in our relationships. Uh, and, you know, you can be functional in one area of life mm. and dysfunctional in another area of life. It's so true. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, Romans 3 says they have all turned away and they're worthless you know, isn't there one person who does, there's no one who does right. And when you get to that place, total is total dysfunction. You know, most dysfunction in the workplace, for example, comes from individuals who are dysfunctional because of their own dysfunctionality. And it all begins back with some kind of disappointment. Wow. And of course, there's growth areas and there's maturity. And I get all that. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about real dysfunction happens in our lives. And and basically, it, it's confusion. I mean, it's a horrible atmosphere to be in when there's dysfunction, whether yeah. it's in work or church or family or whatever, but 
but it usually starts with not dealing properly with the unmet expectations. Yeah. And well, I think that, you know, what happens, dysfunction, is when somebody so believes their internal story yeah. about, about somebody or about an environment, yeah. their work, their business, yeah. whatever it is, yeah. they wind up, they're so bought into their internal story yeah. that they're actually responding to their internal story right. rather than responding to the person they're supposed to be talking to. That's and that's where like there's, that's where dysfunction, they're not functioning according yep. to truth yep. and to the reality that they're actually facing. And yeah. So I think, you know, have you seen leaders get to this point and, and we're going to talk about this here at, at the end, right. but how do you pull yourself out of that? place if you yeah. recognize i mean as we're going through this i'm sure that there's sure. listeners who are sitting here being like oh my goodness well I, that is me sure i think there's times we can't do it by ourselves. i think there's times we need help and there's times you know mm. uh, james five you know confession falls one to another not to everybody but one to another. finding safe persons that's what we need spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers in the body of christ in our lives someone we can trust we don't share these things with everybody we share them with those we can trust and there's something that happens Sometimes if we can't get through this ourselves, you know, we can go back, receive the grace of God and go on. But sometimes this root is so deep in the ground, we need somebody else to help us pull it out. Mm. And something happens when you confess your faults one to another and pray. And the Bible says we'll be healed. Of course, healed spiritually, emotionally, you know, yeah. um, physically, whatever realm, and mentally, whatever mm -hmm. realm is needed. But if we don't do that and we don't really get the help we need, we're going to continue on. We'll get into the last two, and the next one's despair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, just despair of life, and that's why mm -hmm. people commit suicide, and that's why there's deep depression in, in many people's lives. The call of God in someone's life is totally gone. You know, they've, they've lost it. You know, David said in Psalm 69, 20, their insults have broken my heart. I'm in despair. So he's experienced all that, mm -hmm. you know, and you really want to get back in the right road, but you're just in despair. Again, you can do that. Go back to the beginning, receive mm -hmm. grace, or if you need help, if it's too deep to pull out, you simply get someone to help you. But yeah. despair is a horrible place to be, and it sets us up then for destruction, which is the last one. And this is, yeah, this is, you know, where a good, solid, biblically-based Christian counselor can help yes. get, help walk somebody through yes. this stage. Exactly. You know? And if so if you recognize that you're in this place of despair... And you're not sure what's really true anymore. Maybe you've gone through, the, you, you recognize yeah. that dysfunction. Right. And just, right. You, you know, you, you wind up having a conversation and you have these emotional eruptions yeah. inside yeah. that are not, you know, uh, that the punishment doesn't fit the crime kind of thing. Right. You know, right. they're, they're not proportionate to the conversation or the challenge that you're facing. You know, it would be really good to just uh, take a step back and maybe go see a good Christian counselor. Yes. Go see your pastor, go right. see, you know, someone who's giving you oversight. Yes. And this is really, you know, the heart of, I, I know in the Dove International family, you know, we have apostolic overseers, right. we have spiritual fathers and mothers. Yeah. And this is, these are areas that where the rubber meets the road. Right. Like this is where you see the difference in yeah. people's hearts and lives. If they have somebody to yeah. process with. Yeah. And they can, you know, kind of work through yeah. some of these areas yeah. and work through some of these yeah. things. They can be saved. They, they can, can they can walk out of that. There is hope. That's there right, is light at the end of the tunnel. There is. There's, there's always is, hope. That's there's it. always hope, Merle. There's always, always a way through. Always a way through. Right. And even people that are right now that are connecting with us right now I feel like there's no hope. There is hope. Mm -hmm. And there's hope. And we talk about truth and you know deception, all those things. I mean, it's back to the word of God, back 
the truth. We have the truth. The truth sets us free. Jesus is truth. The word of God is truth. They're one. And, yeah. and we can just get back to the beginning. So even if we're at a place of destruction, which is number 12, the last right. day of the devil, there's still always hope. Right. You know, there's always hope with God. We can always mm -hmm. go back and receive grace and forgiveness and go from there. Yeah, he is the one who restores life. He restores exactly. our soul. You know, Psalms exactly. 23, he, he is the one who restores yeah. our soul. Here's what I found, Merle. I found that most people, if they get to the place of destruction, in most cases, not every case, mm -hmm. and there's some other Ds I'm sure that we're missing. You sure, know, yeah. But I found most most cases, they can, it, it follows this pattern we just talked about in this last 35 minutes. Right. And, and we can go back to the beginning to receive the grace of God, don't fall short of the grace of God, to not allow this root of bitterness to spring up. Just don't allow that. Because if we do allow it, it will cause trouble, not just for us, but many other people. And many other people become defiled by and through it. Yeah. So if you're listening to this podcast and you feel like it is a God thing that yeah. you are hearing this today, yes. you know, we want to encourage you that whatever, you know, D you might be wrestling with, yeah. that there is hope, there is life, there is life after is. the 12 D's of the devil. There and is. we just want to encourage you yeah. to reach out. We want to encourage you to reach out, get help, you know, talk with others, yeah. go back. If, if this is still a kind of the internal point yeah. of disappointment, go back and really discover what those roots are. The Bible talks about where there's roots, there's fruit, you know? And so if you see the fruit, you've got to get to the root. Right. So, so if you true. see the fruits and some of these things that we dialogued about and talked yeah. about, go and dig into the roots of those disappointments and the disillusionment, yep. unmet expectations, and and then say no to the devil. That's right. You know, James 4 says that we are to resist the devil. And he will flee. And he it will flee. flee. That's yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, because of the authority of Jesus Christ, the exactly. name of Jesus. And so these are ways understanding yeah. how the devil works in the lives of people yeah. Are we need to do that in order to resist him? We need exactly. to resist him on these twelve fronts. Exactly. You know, and and yep. now I want to be really clear. Some people may not have all twelve. You might have sure. number one, number five. I mean, it all starts with number one, and it will end if we don't deal with it with number twelve. It'll start with disappointment and with destruction. Right. But you know, there may be certain D's that are skipped in people's lives. But in many cases, it follows this progression right through to the end. Right. It's amazing as I've watched this over the years many times and we'd always remember all things work together for good to those who love God Romans 8 28 I mean mm -hmm. God will take these things and weave it into his purposes so that you know anyone who's going to find themselves in, in, in this road today mm -hmm. you know you get free you're gonna help a lot of other people I understand this today because I've been through some of this stuff myself you've been through some of this bro. yeah yeah and we understand this and how real it is and how real it is to walk in freedom because we're trusting God who's the one who brings freedom in the midst of it all wherever we find ourselves yeah yeah, and that's, you know, this is part of just finding some of these simple things yeah. that are really clear, that really help us in leadership. Exactly. And that's really what this podcast, Larry, is, is about, you know, is finding those th simple things that really make yeah. all the difference. And it don't help anybody, but it's especially for leaders, because I find leaders deal with this, and we're the ones supposed to be helping other people, and we should, but often yeah. leaders are the ones who are dealing with this themselves, mm -hmm. and we can just go back to the difference. I want to share with you one story yet from Scripture. Yes. And it's a story of Hithophel. A lot of people never heard of Ahithophel. 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 Yeah, you can, it's, it's okay. all in the Old Testament in 2 Samuel 15, 16, 17. Ahithophel was really known as the wisest man in the world at that time. And, he, you know, Solomon, he worked with, you know, different people. And, uh, but he, basically he was David's counselor. Mm. And Ahithophel, in fact, it was said that the words he spoke were like the voice of God. 
Wow. But when David had family problems and Absalom wanted to take over the kingdom and even destroy his father, it's a terrible you know, abuse that happened at that time. Yeah. And for some reason, Ahithophel changed allegiance from David to David's son, Absalom, who was the one who was going to destroy David. It just didn't make sense at all. Right. So David was hiding out, not sure what to do, and and uh, his son had come in and taken over the palace. And so Ahithophel was there with David's son. He turned against David. And so David had one other counselor. His name was Hushai. He said, Hushai, do whatever you can to change Ahithophel's counsel in the ears of my son. Change it so he doesn't do what he says, basically. Mm-hmm. So basically Ahithophel gave counsel to Absalom. Hushai came in and gave his counsel. And for some reason, I believe it was just God, that the, the son of David, Absalom, he trusted the, the wisdom of Hushai rather than Ahithophel mm. and just blew, just blew Ahithophel away. Ahithophel went home, Merle, and he took care of his accounts. And the Bible says he hung himself. He killed himself. Here's a man whose the words he spoke were like the voice of God. Mm. Why would this happen? Why? How in the world could it happen? Well, obviously, he was disappointed they didn't take his advice. But there's something deeper. Mm. You see, Ahithophel was the grandfather of Bathsheba. Wow. And Bathsheba, of course, David had committed adultery with her and, her and make sure her husband was killed and all these wrong things that happened. And it appears to me Ahithophel had that thing in his heart, had that disappointment, and then many years later ended up, the devil used that to destroy him. Wow. And that's what happens in so many people's lives. We don't even know it's happening. And, but the enemy will use that to destroy us. Well, Jesus came to give life. Yeah. And, and, and even, even if you're walking through this, you know, some of these phases here or some of these attacks of the enemy against you, you know, Romans 8, 28 says yep. that God is able to make all things all work things. together for the good of those exactly. who love him and are called according to his purposes. And so the experiences that you've had, the experiences that you're walking through, God is going to turn it around. We just speak that in faith we in the do, name in of Jesus, Jesus Christ. If you're wrestling with burnout, If you realize that this is something, you know, any one of these D's you've been dealing with, uh, we just, we pray for you in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, the the name of Jesus is powerful. And so we just resist the devil. We stand with you in resisting the devil in these 12 areas in Jesus name. Father, I thank you, Lord God. We just ask that you would uh, bring enlightenment Mm. to areas of disappointment. We ask that you would bring enlightenment to areas of disillusion. Father, any place, God, every Every D that we've talked about today, Lord, we ask that you would bring uh, just a fresh wind of the Holy Spirit and the fresh stream of the Holy Spirit just to wash clean and wash away. Father, despair and deception in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord, that every person listening to the sound of our voices today Mm. will encounter your love in a special, special way in in Jesus' Jesus name. name. The 12 D's of the devil, disappointment, discontentment, discouragement, doubt, Disbelief, disillusionment, deception, disobedience, discord, dysfunction, despair, and destruction. Remember, Jesus came that we might have life, even though the devil comes to kill, deceive, and destroy. Receive the grace of God today and go back to where the disappointment was. Forgive, receive blessing, bless others, and see what God does in your life. Now, if you'd like to know more about this, 
this whole subject and dig into it deeper. My wife, Laverne, and I some years ago wrote a book, and uh, it was on the silence of God. It's called When God Seems Silent. And in that book, we talk more about these 12 deeds of the devil, and you get some insights there. Where can we get that book at? You can get that book uh, either at the Dove Store or any place that you buy books, Amazon or wherever you buy books. Awesome. Um, and so it's so good to be with you today. Merle, thanks for joining me. You asked some great questions, having great insight. This was fantastic. Yeah, so good to be able to interview you, Larry. I look forward to the testimonies that are going to so come out of this because, you know, God has called so us to important. live in abundant exactly. life. Exactly. And abundant life looks like the opposite of these 12 Ds. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to know more, we've got the show notes. You can check out the show notes at yeah. the bottom, and we've got many more resources you can check out. And so thank you for joining us today for Larry Kreider Leadership Podcast, where we talk about these little things that we can change in our lives that cause huge differences in leadership and life in our lives and the lives of those around us. So look forward to uh, connecting with you again soon. Thank you for listening to Larry Kreider's Leadership Podcast. If you want more information about any of Larry's books, daily devotionals, small group resources, or any other teachings, go to LarryKreider.com. 